What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host for today, Simon Villanos, and I'm back at it with requests part 25. Once again, we appreciate all the support. And remember, if you want to a request a player for a breakdown, and this could be male or female at this point, uh, just keep that in mind. Um, but if you want to request somebody, just make sure you include their name, what position they play, what school they're at, slash, you know, what their hometown is, and then uh, hopefully a link to their film. Usually, we require at least three minutes of your most updated film just so that we can look over it. Uh, and that's, by the way, that's film that's like not, you know, plays that are on repeat. Just because, you know, it, we do require a certain amount of film to do a proper breakdown. And so, we just want y'all to keep that in mind. But today on this episode, we are going to stay in Texas. And, well... For my request episode, we're going to stay in Texas and we're going to talk about a bunch of players from the North Texas kind of DFW-ish area. Uh, real quick, shout out to my boy Alex Martinez. I've been rocking with him since middle school over at Carpenter Weed and Boys. Um, he put me on to a couple of these players here and so I got to give him a quick shout out. You know, he's a, kind of one of our scouts down there in Texas, if you will. So with that being said... I'm going to go ahead and jump into it with Jordan Hudson, the wide receiver. He's 6'1", 180 pounds, uh, four-star guy from Garland High School. He is a junior, so class of 22. This is one of my boys' um, players that you know he's been around for a minute and put me on to. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about Jordan Hudson here, some of the positives. So right off the bat, you know, it's just obvious that he's a very explosive athlete who can get fantastic separation and is a threat in open space. He's somebody who has really good agility and can make a lot of things happen out of nothing, seemingly, if the ball is in his hands. Speaking of hands, he also has very strong hands and it's very apparent. You know, he's just very physical at the point of catch and he's excellent catching in traffic. You know, he's somebody that you really don't go worry about when it comes to drop passes and whatnot because he just has very strong hands. He's a four-star guy for a reason here now. Um, in addition, he is also a very strong wide receiver, I would say. You know, like I said, he's somebody who is very dangerous with the ball in his hands and he's not just a speed guy you know he has some power behind him too now this is texas and you kind of got to be a physical uh, football player in general to be successful and so jordan hudson he definitely matches that mo um that level of play over in texas by being a very strong possession receiver and literally a very strong football player as well he's not easy to bring down you know 101 chances are you're probably gonna have to gang tackle this guy because you know he even though he is only 6 180 that's his listed measurables he honestly looks maybe a little bit bigger or is possibly stronger than you know he seems and you really can't take that for granted just because you know he's a threat to break it for 40 or 50 yards to the house so you really got to have bodies on him for sure another thing that i really liked as well is that he runs a good solid variety of routes you know there are some guys who are one trick ponies you know they only run hitches or go routes or whatever jordan hudson here has shown that he can be very versatile and you know run a number of routes which is good because that's one less thing you got to teach him so 
So far, his four-star earning is very deserving. To be honest, he may even be a five-star guy when all is said and done, in my opinion. But let's go ahead and talk about some things that I'd like to see moving forward so we can hit that five-star rating here soon. Oh, and by the way, he has not committed yet. I think on 24-7 Sports, it does have him leaning towards Oklahoma, but I don't know how accurate that is, so we'll just have to see. But anyways, the things that I think he can improve on, uh, first things first, just in general, did not see a lot of blocking film. And now, don't get it twisted. I don't doubt that he can block, but I'd love to see him make, you know, a more significant impact as a run blocker, you know. With receivers, you gotta be able to do it all, right? With football players in general, if you wanna be a high level football player, you gotta be able to be versatile and do it all. And blocking's a big thing, because if you can't block, then that's one more reason to not have you on the field. And you wanna be on the field at any time, because you never know. Maybe the play's called an audible or whatever, but you gotta be versatile here. And so, just in general, uh, I, like I said, I don't doubt that he can block, but I just wanna make sure that you know, he stays on top of it and make sure he has good mechanics and fundamentals there when blocking, you know, make sure he's not holding, getting that good leverage there. Uh, another thing that I'd like to see him work on is that uh, I personally believe that he could get stronger. Now, 180 is no slouch, right? But I do think he could definitely have a playing weight at 190, and that would be perfect. And, you know, going up 10 pounds, that definitely means that you're putting on muscle and you're getting stronger. And, you know, with Jordan Hudson here, I think he's just a very, like, raw, you know, athletic type of receiver, and that's a good thing. But you want to refine that. And I definitely think he could continue to get stronger while maintaining that speed. It seems like he could still, uh, you know, grow into his frame a little bit more here. So that's something I'd like to see here potentially as he goes into his senior season. Um, another thing, and this is probably one of the more important things that I really want to see him work on. And this is something that I've seen other scouts talk about as well when it comes to Jordan Hudson here. But, you know, I'd like to see him work on those releases off the line. Um, specifically so that he has a variety of releases to use when getting pressed. Because just in general, if you look at his film and, you know, you watch some of his games, he just doesn't get pressed a lot. And I don't know why, you know, because I'm sure there are corners in Texas who have the speed to match him and can be physical. But... Just in general, he's just not pressed a lot. And so, moving on to this next level here, because first things first, obviously he's a four-star guy. He's definitely a power five guy. He's going to get pressed one way or another. Or even if not next year, senior year, they're going to at least try him and press him and maybe have a safety overhead. And so for Jordan here, I'd really like to see him work on a variety of releases. Have, you know, a good number in your bag so that you're ready to go. You could combat any of those, um, you know, bump and run type of corners that you may face because at this point you know if I am a DC I'm looking at Jordan Hudson and I'm thinking well you know he's an explosive playmaker he's an athlete all that great stuff but let's get physical with him up front and see what happens and maybe we could double team him and take away some looks there and force the quarterback to throw perfect balls to Jordan here for him to make some plays so I'm just saying take away all of that you know get your releases right that way uh, that press is a non-factor moving forward. And then last thing here, uh, I'm not as worried about this one. This is a little bit more of a nitpicky type of thing, but I like to see him continue to work on that top end speed. It's not bad, but I'm sure there's room for improvement, you know. Um, he's going to get stronger. 
he's going to get bigger, he's going to get more explosive, and I do think uh, with him becoming more explosive and working on that acceleration, that'll help out his top end speed for sure. But altogether, I think Jordan Hudson is an excellent wide receiver, definitely one of the best that we've had the opportunity to break down here on the Playmakers Corner. And, you know, moving forward, I'm very interested in seeing where he ends up choosing to go because he definitely has... Well, he almost has his pick at colleges at this point. It's just a matter of finding that right fit uh, for him. And I think Oklahoma would be an excellent fit. You know, I know that's, uh, I said earlier, that's the spot that a lot of people are projecting him going to. But, you know, we'll just have to see moving forward. And Jordan, if you're listening to this, you're more than welcome onto the show. You're a heck of an athlete. And we look forward to seeing you play your um, this senior year, this next year. All right, coming up next, though, we're going to switch it up a little bit and go to the defensive side of the ball and talk about a linebacker from Longview, Texas. All right, welcome back to the Playmakers Corner. We're continuing our North Texas episode here, and we're going to talk about Davion Isaac, the middle linebacker slash fullback. He's 5'11", 205 pounds from Longview High School in Longview, Texas. Like Jordan Hudson, he is a junior, so class of 22. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start by talking about, you know, some areas of improvement for Davion Isaac here. So the biggest thing that I saw in Davion Isaac that I'd like to see him work on um, is his hands. And specifically, you know, using his hands as a block shutter and pass rusher. I'd like to see him eventually develop an actual arsenal of pass rush moves so that he can blitz from all around. Because at this point, you know, he's just a very... How should I? He's just a very raw type of linebacker, you know, and that's really the role that he's probably going to play on the next level. And he's athletic and he uses athleticism to his advantage, and that's a good thing, you know. He's willing to get in there and do his thing, but it's not exactly the cleanest. A lot like Grady Bryant, who I talked about a couple weeks ago from Grayson High School in Georgia. Uh, you know, he kind of just throws his body in there and doesn't exactly use his hands as best as he probably could, as good as he probably can. And so I'd really like to see him work on those pass rushing moves, specifically off the edge. I think, you know, down the middle, he'll be fine. But off the edge, uh, if he could be a lethal edge rusher or at least a competent or good edge rusher with those pass rushing moves, he could add a whole nother dimension to his game, which will keep him on the field moving forward. And that's an asset uh, on the next level here, like I was talking about with Jordan Hudson. You know, versatility is never a bad thing. You want to give yourself more opportunities to stay on the field. And, you know, developing pass rushing moves is one. While I'm talking about block shutting here, um, I'd also like to see him, you know, use his hands to prevent blockers from getting their hands on him. Usually, he does a pretty good job of avoiding, you know, those blockers and whatnot just because he's more athletic. Uh, but he does, he definitely throws his body into the pile and hopes to make a play. And that's not a bad thing. You know, he's passionate about the game and he's uh, an energizer bunny for sure. But you gotta, you gotta be a little bit better about that because on the next level, if you just throw your body in there without, you know, getting that separation, then, you know, they're going to get your hands on you and just drive you into the ground because they're bigger and faster too. Um, that athleticism may not translate as well moving forward on this next level, but we're just going to have to see. 
another thing I'd like to see him work on. Or, well, I guess something that I just didn't see a lot of. But in past coverage, I would really like to see how he fares 101. You know, man to man. We just didn't see a lot of that. And so just in general, um, I'd like to see him work on that footwork in man to man coverage. For all I know, he may have it and he's solid with that. But, you know, I just didn't see a lot of plays there. And that is a little concerning. So there you go. And then last but not least, I think this is something that's super doable for him. But I do believe that he could put on more weight and get even stronger. Honestly, I think he could be a 220-pound kind of senior linebacker, maybe 215 for Longview High School here. Um, he's somebody who's definitely stronger than he looks. And so with that being said, I feel like he could definitely fill into his frame just a little bit more. If he could get to 220, I think there's no doubt that he could potentially even be a Power 5 D1 guy. Um potentially but let's go ahead and talk about some strengths here uh some things that i really liked about his game before we talk about his future and the outlook here moving forward okay so right off the bat you know i kind of already mentioned this but he has very good speed and agility for a linebacker you know he's somebody who just flies all over the field it's rare that you'll find a running back or you know, whoever on offense that could really keep up with him because he's just very electrifying on the defensive side of the football. So he has very good speed and agility for a linebacker. It's definitely, in my opinion, it's definitely D1 speed and agility uh, linebacker wise, uh, maybe even in the power five as well. But we'll talk about that more later. Um, but the thing that really separates him from not just other linebackers in the state or in the country but like as a football player in general is that he's just a very, very physical football player. He's not afraid to hit anybody. You know, he plays that whoever football, you know, whoever's in front of him, he gonna hit him. And that's just how he plays. He's a very physical player who's not afraid to engage offensive linemen head on. You know, in his film, there were a couple of times he took on some guards and centers straight up and then eventually block shed it and, you know, found the ball carrier and made the right football play. And, you know, other than that, he's also just very strong for a smaller linebacker with a smaller frame. You know, he's somebody who will put his stamp on a game and set the tone right away. If I'm a coach, that's something I love because that means I got a guy who can set the tone for the game, not once, but continuously as the game goes on and especially in big time situations. You know, he's somebody who's just a very hard hitter and will blow up multiple plays over and over again with huge hits. He's just super strong for a linebacker and that's really part of his brand, you know. That's part of who he is as a player, um, as a football player and that's something that you gotta value because really you can't teach that. I mean, you could teach some of the fundamentals and do your best to motivate somebody to get there but you know at the end of the day you got some dudes who are just monster hitters and then you got some guys who just aren't and Davion Isaac is definitely a monster hitter he's somebody who will make it happen uh, along with this he's a very good special teamer 
partly because he could both hit and block. When he blocks as well, you know, he brings that same energy, that same physicality. He's trying to light somebody up. That's just who Davion Isaac is. He's trying to light somebody up. And so on special teams, that's perfect for him. He'd be a perfect gunner or, you know, somebody you could throw out there to block as well for the returner. He could do it all. And that's versatility that you love to see. That will translate to the next level for him and ultimately benefit him moving forward. It will ultimately benefit him. So, um, you know, if there are any young players out there, this is a guy that you definitely got to watch. You know, that's how you be versatile by being a tough hitter and just being a tough football player in general. And then last but not least, you know, he does a very nice job in zone coverage. He plays his zone relatively well. And, you know, that's definitely a strength, I would say, which kind of supplements the man-on-man, -man, you know, one-on-one -on -one coverage that we didn't see. Still want to see it, though. But, you know, it's good to know that he can definitely cover as well as a zone player. Now, with all that being said, he's a heck of a football player. You know, he's a great football player. I think he's somebody who definitely has the talent to play on the next level. I think he's at least a D2 guy. Um, honestly, at this point, sadly, because he is only 5'11", 205 as of right now, I could really only see him as a high-end D2 guy, maybe an FCS D1 guy. We just got to see. But, you know, it would really help him a lot if he could put on some weight. And I think he can because he is only a junior. That's important to keep in mind. So he has a whole year left of, you know, training. He has a whole offseason left um, until his senior season. And then we'll see how well he plays at a heavier weight. And hopefully he will be at a heavier weight. But, you know, let's play some hypotheticals here. Say he does get to 220. I think that's his ideal weight. 5'11", 220. Um, that's his playing weight, I should say. Uh, I think he's definitely a power five type of guy. Now, you're going to have to be careful here because you don't know how great of a, you know, how great of a pass cover guy he is because he really just played a lot of that middle zone uh, type of defense over there because he is a middle linebacker. And, you know, that's fine. You can't blame him for the scheme of his team and all that. But versatility on defense definitely counts for something. And you want to have a guy who could keep up and, you know, take away some of those tight end threats or even slot receiving threats um, when when you go to play. So we're going to have to see what happens here. I think he could potentially be a power five guy. Um, I could see him probably getting offers to like a Texas Tech Baylor uh, SMU, I think they could definitely use a Davion Isaac. I think that'd be an interesting spot for him. Houston as well. I think he's good enough to play on that level just because of how athletic he is, how strong he is, and just how versatile he can be, potentially. And there's a lot of potential here, but we're just going to have to see, you know, this offseason between junior and senior year is very key. For a lot of football players, it usually always is if they haven't committed yet or haven't gotten the offers they want yet. So, you know, I'd say, hey, Davion, if you're listening to this, put in that work, man. Hit the weight room. Get bigger. You got to be at least over 210, in my opinion, uh, or 215, or in my opinion, to be able to play D1 just because there are a lot of scholarships that are very far and in between because of COVID. And so you got to find a way to set yourself apart and meet some standards that, you know, some coaches could look over if it wasn't a COVID year. But um, or I, I guess if football wasn't affected by 
by COVID, but it is. So we're going to see what happens. Uh, Davion Isaac, if you're listening to this and this kind of goes off to or goes out to Jordan Hudson and the rest of our um, players that we're going to talk about today. If you're listening to this, you're more than welcome to come into the show, chop it up a little bit. We wish you all the best of luck and we look forward to watching you play uh, this next year. But coming up next, you know, we're going to switch it back to offense. These last two players we're going to talk about are going to be on the offensive side of the football. All right, welcome back. So right here, we're going to talk about Dwayne Lofton, the 5'11", 180-pound, three-star wide receiver from Northside High School in Fort Worth, Texas. He is also a commit to Virginia Tech, so congrats to him. So obviously, this is a D1 player we got here, and you know, it shows. So uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and talk about him. So I think the thing that I really like about Dwayne Lofton is that he just has very clean route running. It's fantastic, and it's partly because he has great footwork and agility. It's very apparent. You see it there, and he shows it off time and time again. You love to see the consistency there. Uh, Another thing that I really like as well is that he could be a threat as a returner. He has a lot of touchdowns as a returner, whether it's kick return, punt returner, whatever. He could house it. You know, he could easily be a returner for Virginia Tech and be a threat on special teams. And, you know, there's going to be more to talk about here when it comes to Dwayne Lofton's versatility. Because, honestly, he's just probably one of the most versatile players we've ever talked about on the show. He could do a lot of things, not only as a receiver and returner, but at a couple other positions. And, you know, we're going to go ahead and talk about that. So, just in general... I think he is able to be as versatile as he is because he's just a very good athlete who could play a lot of different roles on an offense. So uh, one of the things he does do a lot outside of playing receiver, obviously, is that he does have a kind of a good amount of plays as a Wildcat quarterback. And now he's not just running the ball out of the quarterback position. You know, he's throwing it, too. And he's shown that he kind of has a little bit of a cannon on him. And so uh, I think this is a wrinkle to keep in mind here when people watch Dwayne Lofton play for Virginia Tech. But I look out for some of those double passes because you could definitely sling it and do it on a kind of a semi-consistent basis. And so that's something that we really like to see. It's one thing to have maybe one or two Wildcat plays in here, but he has at least six or seven or eight honestly, in his highlight reel. And that's saying something. That's saying that, you know, the coaching staff has trusted him enough to just be a fantastic athlete out there at whatever position they put him at and make plays, be a playmaker. And Dwayne Lofton does exactly that. In addition, you know, you do see him get the ball on a couple jet sweep runs. Uh, he There are a couple times he gets it as a toss, kind of playing that running back role, or other times he is the running back and, you know, uh, running with the ball in it, with the ball in his hands and all that on the ground. And, you know, either way, whether he's a running back, receiver, quarterback, he's out there getting yards and scoring. What more could you ask for? <laughs> uh, honestly, what more could you ask for? Because he's just an offensive threat. Really, he's just a scoring threat is what I should say. Because not only he could do it on offense, but he could do it on special teams as well. Um, and, you know, he does have a little bit of defensive film, no lie. But, you know, with the amount of times, I guess, or I guess the workload that he has taken on, you know, um, in his 
three or four years here at Northside High School, it definitely makes sense to put him wherever on offense or special teams and just let him work his magic. So there you go. A couple other things to talk about here. Um, you know, just things to hit on. But just in general, like I said, he's a good athlete with good speed and strength. He's much stronger than he looks. Um, and then what he's listed at as well, for sure. He's dangerous to take it to the house if he sees open space. Even if he doesn't seize open space, he's going to make it um, happen. And, you know, even when it comes down to that, you know, he just has good vision in general to find open space. There are times he is used as a runner, like I said. And, you know, right off the bat, initially, when you look at how the defense is set up and where he is positioned, it doesn't look like he could score. But Dwayne Lofton finds a way because he just has excellent vision. And you could see the cogs moving in his brain, you know, planning a couple of steps ahead to set up that score or set up a good opportunity to score or at least at the very least get some good yardage there. So there you go. And then last but not least, he just has very good hands and will look uh, will look in the ball. He's very physical at the point of catch and that's a good thing. Um, just because, you know, he's not going to have dumb drops. And, you know, I'd expect no less out of a three-star guy to Virginia Tech. But that being said, we praised him a lot. Let's talk about some things that we like to see him work on here, that I like to see him work on specifically. One of those things, um, just along the same lines as Jordan Hudson, I like to have a couple releases in his back pocket. Uh, again, just in general, you know, not a lot of DBs really tried to press him. And that's a little concerning. Um, I don't know why, because he is 5'11", 180, so he's not exactly like a you know 6'5", jump ball guy or whatever who could make plays wherever. But, you know, they just didn't press him. And I'd like to see him be prepared for that on the next level, because I could tell you right now, uh, you know, in the ACC, you got some good talent. It's probably not the strongest talent out of all the Power 5 schools, if I'm being completely honest. But, you know, you got a Clemson. You got Florida State, Miami. They always got good DBs, and so you got to be ready for all that. So make sure you have some of those releases in your back pocket, uh, Dwayne, if you're listening to this, so that you can combat the press. So there you go. Uh, another thing that is a little concerning, uh, he's not exactly a jump ball wide receiver. I'd say Jordan Hudson is a little bit more of a jump ball wide receiver. Like you could throw it up there and, you know, 50-50, he could probably come down with it. Probably, right? Um, but with Dwayne, you don't exactly see that. He's more of a possession type of receiver. Like just get the ball in his hands and he's going to, you know, he's going to make good things happen. With Jordan Hudson, I would say he's a possession type of receiver, but he could go up and get it with the best of him. Uh, so with that being said, I like to see him work on just getting stronger hands and I'd like to see him make a couple more contested catches, especially jump balls, whether it's one-on-one, two-on-ones, maybe even three-on-ones. That's never a bad thing to practice just so that you have those scoring opportunities because you want your quarterback to trust you and trust, you know, Dwayne Lofton, he does a lot of things that will warrant a quarterback to trust him. But having some jump ball ability here and being able to make contested catches would go a very long way. Then last but not least, uh, kind of the same thing I've been saying for all of these players here. You could probably gain a little bit more weight. If you could have a playing weight of around 185 or so, he'd be in a perfect spot moving forward. Um, that is if you could keep that speed, agility, all of that, of course. 
So let's talk about his future. So obviously he is committed to Virginia Tech. So he's a D1 Power 5 guy for sure. Um, and, you know, I think they're getting a good one here. They're getting somebody who could be versatile. This is not just one guy who could only play in the slot or outside or whatever. You know, he could do it all, really. He really can do it all. He could probably play a little bit of running back as well if he really wanted to, um, or if they really wanted to. I guess it depends on what they want him to play, what they think is best there. But I do see him probably as a two- or three-year starter. I don't know exactly what other receiving recruits they've brought in, but with Dwayne Lofton, I feel like he's just a very underrated type of guy. Um, it, not just in Texas, but in the country. You know, For someone to be able to do everything he does and obviously still be able to master his craft and be one of the top receivers in the country, you know, that says a lot. So with that being said, I definitely think he's a two or three year starter type of guy. Even before that, you know, you could see him getting snaps on special teams or, you know, coming in in special situations or playing some scout team quarterback as well. And even, you know, that's a good thing because you still get to help your team and get some of that playing experience um, there. And that's never a bad thing. So, um I definitely foresee Dwayne Lofton getting used over at Virginia Tech here and being an actual asset for them in uh, more ways than one, which is a really good thing. And, you know, there are multiple paths to the NFL. I'm just going to say that. And I think Dwayne Lofton could potentially be an NFL guy. Uh, as of right now, I think he's somebody who could, you know, be another one of those stories of a three-star type of wide receiver who maybe was overlooked in high school, but, you know, comes up, does his thing, and ends up becoming a very solid NFL type of guy. At the least, I think he's definitely good enough to play professional football, whether it's XFL, CFL, or whatever. Um, at least get paid to play football. That's, you know, that's never a bad thing. So uh, I think he's definitely athletic enough and has the versatility to do it. So we're just going to see. But all the best to Dwayne. Um, Dwayne, if you're listening to this, you're more than welcome to come on to the show. But coming up next, we got our last player. He is another senior, and he has committed as well. All right. Last but not least here, we got Jordan Jenkins, the 6'2", 195-pound running back from Lindale High School. He is a three-star commit to Baylor. So congrats to him on uh, his commitment there. But I'm going to go ahead and talk about um, some of the things that separates him from other players in the state and in the country in general. So number one, you know, and I got to preface this, right before he comes in contact with another player, he runs with a good pad level. You know, he runs low and forward when appropriate. And, you know, this allows him to break a lot of tackles and gain extra yards uh, since he is running a little bit low. And, you know, along with that, he does have excellent balance. At 6'2", 195, he is a little bit taller, which is never a bad thing. Um, he's probably going to be able to grow into his frame a little bit more here, to be honest with you. But, um... Uh, Anyways, at 6'2", 195, he just shows that he has excellent balance, and that's good. Because usually smaller running backs have better balances than uh, taller guys. But for Jordan Jenkins, that's not exactly a problem here. He's somebody who's not afraid to get physical and run low when needed and break tackles. You know, he's not somebody who will be brought down by one or two guys. He could definitely break a couple of tackles here and be dangerous. Along with that, 
you know, he just has very good speed with nice long strides. Uh, Jordan Jenkins is definitely more of a one-cut type of running back, you know, and when he gets into open space, it's honestly just a track event at that point. It's a foot race, really, and, you know, Jordan Jenkins, 9 out of 10 times, will win that foot race because, you know, he is a taller guy with really good speed, and that's something that, you know, you really can't teach. You either got it or you don't. That's Mother Nature at that uh, point, and, you know, Jordan Jenkins, he uses what uh, God's given him, and it shows. <laughs> it, it turned out to be, uh, you know, something that separates him from a lot of other people and that's why he's a three-star guy going to Baylor if I'm being completely honest and then another thing that is really good about him that I like to see in general in general he just has nice vision um he's shown that he can do a lot of work in between the tackles and work outside as well so he's not one-dimensional sometimes when you get one cut type of guys they cut once outside and that's that you know and they just use their speed to get outside uh no wagner that's somebody who comes to mind right away who did a lot of that but jordan jenkins that's not a problem at all you know he's willing to run in between the tackles and he was still rip off large runs doing that because he runs so low and then once he finds that open space you know he just accelerates so fast and he's out of there you know and then while i'm talking about his running ability we'll get to his catching ability here later but while i'm talking about his running ability he just never quits on a run and if the whistle isn't blown he will fight through tackles time after time again this is something that's become kind of part of his brand here you know he's somebody who's a tough running back who you know when he finds open space he could break it loose but he's not afraid to get physical and he's gonna be physical until the whistle you know, you got to keep that in mind. He's somebody who's going to keep those legs churning until he finds an opening. And you just got to hope that he doesn't find that opening and you bring him down. Because if he does, you're not going to be able, most of the time, you're really not going to be able to catch him. So, there you go. And then, last thing here, he has good production catching out the backfield. Solid, very, okay, more than solid hands. Very nice hands, in my opinion. Um, there's a play where he just caught a very slow swing route and then still broke it out for a couple yards, and that's never a bad thing at all. So, love to see that production as a catcher as well. But let's talk about some things that, you know, we'd like to see or that I'd like to see him work on moving forward. So, number one, I'd like to see him continue to, the, to develop his athleticism for the next level specifically if he could get stronger in the lower body um then he could be special on the next level because if he's stronger in the lower body that means he's more explosive uh his acceleration is much better and he could break much more tackles you know he's a little small uh, there not that small but just a little bit and you know since he is 6'2 he needs to fill in a little bit more here so you know, ideally, if you could get to a 210, 215 range eventually, uh, he'll be in a very good spot there. He doesn't have to do it by his freshman year, but if he can do that moving forward throughout his career, he could potentially be something special moving forward or more special moving forward. Uh, another thing I'd like to really see him work on is just more route running outside the backfield because of the scheme over at Lindale. Um, he really wasn't like catching a crazy amount of passes in the slot or being moved out to the slot as a receiver or, you know, just running routes out there as a receiver from the backfield. And, you know, I don't blame him for that, but, 
you know he needs to stay ready and be able to run a wider variety of routes at a higher level especially at Baylor you know the way um, they're I don't know how they're gonna use him but you know it's better to be more versatile like I'm been saying this whole episode and have always said uh, so that you can get the ball in his hands and um, so that he could get the ball in his hands a little bit more here and so if he could work on that route running I think he'll be in a very nice spot moving forward um, just in terms of getting the ball in his hands I mean and then another thing here and this is kind of a bigger issue um look he knows to run low when he's about to come in contact with other players or when he's running it up the middle that's not that bad of a thing you know that's actually a really good thing but just in general he doesn't run he just doesn't run low and he needs to run a little lower because there are times he's caught from behind or y you never know, right? He's blindsided and he just needs to get in the habit of running a little lower. I get it. You know, he's 6'2". He's a taller guy, but he needs to run lower so that he could be a more effective running back on the next level. Because, you know, I know when you're hitting your stride and all that and you're in open field, you're feeling pretty good about it and you start to, you know, stand up a little bit more. But, you know, there are better athletes on this next level and there are some guys who'll be able to catch you and so if you could continue to you know run at that same speed or even faster but just run a little lower he will be okay um, more than okay in fact so something i'd like to see just get in a better habit of running a little lower there then last but not least uh laterally he could be faster um he's not the worst like i said he's more of a one cut type of guy and so i'd like to just see him be smoother in transition and whatnot because it also looks like the more cuts he makes the slower he gets and the more he slows down and so um that just kind of ties in with athleticism you know continue to develop there uh work on that agility on you know that explosiveness so that you're not losing as much speed as you're transitioning from cut to cut um and all that because that's definitely something that i feel like may be a problem moving forward because with one cut backs honestly really you got to force them to move laterally and most of the time they can't move laterally which is why they're one cut and run type of guys and so for jordan jenkins here he just has to work on that agility and that lateral quickness there so that he could continue to develop um and be a be a better player on this next level and potentially play on another level after this next one and you know speaking of that let's go ahead and talk about his future here his upside so jordan jenkins he is going to d1 in baylor um like i said i'm not completely sure about their running back situation over there i know they always recruit uh pretty well you know they get a couple of texas guys here and there and so at this point i just really want to see him compete you know put in that work because it's going to be competitive you know baylor is a power five school you got to keep that in mind and maybe a smaller texas school which i know is easier to kind of get twisted because in texas you know you got your a&ms uh uts even smu and tcu are a little bit bigger U of H is not a scrub either, or Texas Tech for that matter. Um, well, actually, I think Texas Tech and Baylor are about on the same level. But in comparison to those schools, Baylor definitely seems like a smaller school, which might give him the false sense of comfort that he is safe and that his job is safe. No, you can't. You can't be in that mindset. You got to be hungry always. And so I'd like to see him continue to work hard. And if he does that, he's probably a good two-year guy. 
Um, honestly, I maybe see him more of as a rotational player, which is why I'm a little hesitant. Uh, personally, I'm not the biggest fan of one-cut guys because if I'm a defensive coordinator, you know, those are guys that I don't got to worry about one-on-one. Most of the time, I could probably trust my guys to tackle a one-cut guy than an all-around back or a receiving back um, or a scat back for that matter. So, uh, we'll just have to see. He might be used as more of a rotational guy. I'd like to see him, you know, also maybe get some special teams reps in there. Didn't really see that a lot in high school, but if you could get some special teams reps in there, that could really help his case. But uh, he's probably a two-year guy. We'll, we'll just have to see moving forward. But wishing him the best of luck. Look forward to see him play eventually at Baylor. Looking forward to see a lot of these guys who have committed uh, to play on that next level if they are going to that next level. And, you know, that'll basically wrap up this episode of the Playmakers Corner. So remember, if you want to request a player, make sure to leave their name, what position they play, what school or city they're from, and then please link their film with at least three minutes of recent film. And we'll get to it eventually. So yeah. Alright. Um, this Wednesday. I got it. I'm coming back with another request episode. And we're going back to the great state of Colorado. So be on the lookout for that. Um, coming this Wednesday. But other than that. Thank you for rocking with us. Be sure to give us a good rating on Spotify. Apple Podcasts. Wherever you're listening to us. And then go ahead and show us some love on social media. Follow us on Instagram. Facebook. Twitter. Uh, TikTok as well and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel we will be posting more there as well and just uh, content in general that we have been putting out so yeah see you later